0: thanks so much for tuning in to nl Newsday on this wednesday september the 22nd now it's time for me to welcome in the mayor of kamloops mr ken christian mr mayor how are you here today
1: Very good. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Well, as always, pleased to have you here on the show. I just wanted to start here with the federal election. You know, obviously it uh, happened on Monday. We didn't see a whole lot of change in the government. Um, I'm sure you don't want to say a whole ton here, but, you know, just do you have any thoughts on the fact that we have a status quo government here, another liberal minority and anything that that might potentially mean for the community of Kamloops?
1: Well, yeah, you know, yesterday in my mayor's report, I uh, offered uh, congratulations to MP-elect Caputo, as well as thanks to the other candidates and and their campaign teams for running uh, a really uh, solid and clean campaign. And and, uh, a big shout-out to the voters of uh, Camel's Thompson Caribou, because I I believe there was over 60% turnout, which is way better than what we get in a civic election so uh, kudos uh, to the democratic process there uh, in insofar as the overall result uh, you know I think uh, Canadians uh, by and large are satisfied with the minority government and the checks and balances that come with that so uh, I think they've just uh, suggested to Prime Minister Trudeau that he roll up his sleeves and get back to work uh, cooperating with the uh, entire Parliament of Canada so you know, from our perspective here in Calyps, uh, you know, I've uh, arranged a meeting with MP elect Caputo to talk about some of the issues we have. Uh, certainly uh, the gas tax funding and issues related to uh, climate change and adaptation, as well as the RCMP contract. So want to just bring him up to speed on those files and uh, and uh, have a chance to meet him.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know. I wanted to just ask very, very quickly, too, because one of the promises that was made on the campaign trail from the Prime Minister Trudeau here as he came through British Columbia, and it was, of course, right in the height of the wildfire season, was talk about enhancements to wildfire fighting efforts here across the province really across the country. But, you know, here in British Columbia is where we are hypersensitive to this right now. Uh, Given what we went through in 2021, how critical do you think it is to see those types of promises being made on the campaign trail? And with, you know, a, a liberal minority being elected here, the hope that That we see those promises come to fruition would be, I think, significant specifically for us in, in Kamloops and right across the interior of B.C.
1: Yeah, you know, we have uh, a wish list a mile long in terms of some of the things we want to do for uh, forest uh, enhancement and and protection. So, uh, you know, along with uh, TRU and their new research chairs, uh, we want to uh, make Camloops kind of a a capital for uh, fire science. And uh, I think uh, a lot of the projects we have in terms of uh, uh, prescribed burns and uh, those kinds of uh, things that will protect some the urban interfaces are very, very important. They're very expensive. So uh, any support from the federal government uh, in that regard would be much appreciated.
0: All right, let's get into a little bit from City Council yesterday. And one of the things that was discussed, I think, at quite quite some length was the social issues resolution that was brought forward back in the spring. That was revisited yesterday, and I understand one thing that uh, came from this was um, there was a third-party report of outcomes of housing projects in Canada. Outcomes of people who access those services, Uh, that was uh, requested by uh, the City of Kamloops here, by City Council, you know, to look into basically BC Housing and and what they do here and just how successful their programs are. But uh, from what I heard, I think Councillor Bill Sarai brought this forward. It was almost like BC Housing did that report, essentially patting itself on the back for the work that it does. Um, That doesn't seem like an overly useful exercise, and I was thinking that Council probably wanted a little bit more than what it saw from that.
1: Yeah, you know, uh... To give them their their due, I mean, BC Housing has had some uh, incredible uh, saves in terms of people's lives, and they have helped uh, with uh, stabilizing people by providing uh, shelter, but I think what uh, myself and Council see and hear about are those that are uh, not being served well by the uh, housing models that we have in place, and uh, that's in turn affecting uh, businesses and uh, residents alike, and certainly customers, so you know, we hear that on a steady basis, and and uh, the frustration's growing, both in the community and around the council table. So I, I think we saw some of that yesterday. Uh, I, I thought uh, Manager Carmen Mazota did an excellent job of uh, kind of uh, bringing us up to speed on all of the files. And and let's remember, he's only been uh, at this task for about three months. So I think we've seen some really good progress, uh, and I think some st- stability within that uh, department. And he and uh, Barb Berger and Byron McCoracle uh, really have some difficult files to manage, and uh, I think they're doing a bang-up job. When this report first came forward, or this resolution first
0: came forward, uh, one of the things that was on the top of the list was having the chance for you know city officials to sit down with Minister of Housing David Eby and, and other people who would be uh, responsible for this type of a file. Just curious if that opportunity has been granted yet to this point.
1: Yeah, we met with uh, David Eby uh, as part of the UBCM meetings, and, and I'll have a recap of those uh, coming up in my mayor's report next week, but uh, uh, we've also had the opportunity through the uh, Urban Mayor's Caucus to meet with uh, Minister Eby a number of times, speaking more broadly about housing issues in British Columbia, and in particular, this notion of complex care, uh, the kind of care that would be custodial for those people who are really not able to cope on the street, they can't manage the their mental illness or their addiction and and really are, uh, you know, living rough and and, uh, the opportunity to have some protective and secure care for them in Kamloops, I think would be uh, what we really need at this point.
0: Part of this as well, community service officers, you know, bylaws switching over to the CSO model at the beginning of this year. We're now just over nine months into that transition. Uh, The department's supposed to be fully staffed by this month, by September. I guess, is that the case? And, uh, you know, is that making any impact from what you are seeing here on our streets of Kamloops?
1: Yeah, um, it is the case. We're fully staffed. I don't know if we're fully trained up yet. Of course, you you have a a fair bit of uh, Mm -hmm. Justice Institute kind of training to go along with that uh, role, and and we're anxious to uh, see if we can gain peace officer status for our CSO team. But what I've heard, and and, uh, this was reverberated from the uh, North Shore BIA last week when uh, Superintendent Leckie and myself and CAO Trowen met with them, uh, that, uh, you know, it is making a difference. Uh, they are finding that we're more uh, responsive in a more timely uh, fashion and uh, I think uh, the approach that Tammy Blandell is bringing to that department is a, a problem solving kind of approach and uh, we're getting away from that kind of writing tickets kind of thing that Bylaw has been uh, famous for and uh, more uh, community services and helping uh, direct uh, individuals to the proper care or the proper shelter uh, or the proper service provider for the uh, needs that they have. Uh,
0: given that, you know, the, you said they're fully staffed but perhaps not fully trained, is there a timeline that maybe is the best point to sort of look back on how this past year has gone to really gauge the success of the transition? I mean, it feels almost a little too early to to fully decide whether this was a win or not.
1: Yeah, it is too early uh, and too early for not only the CSO uh, transformation, but also things like the uh, day spaces and, and those kinds of things. Uh, we're trying uh, a whole bunch of different strategies and, and I think we have to be patient and see what works and, and what doesn't. And uh, uh, then let's uh, modify and, and pivot and, and uh, react to those uh, areas that aren't working and, and see if we can improve them. And, and uh, there is no magic bullet. And and I think this was something uh, yesterday, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> anxiety at, at the council table uh, that everybody's kind of searching for what Medicine Hat did or what Fredericton, New Brunswick did. The reality is uh, all of the municipalities are struggling the same as we are, and uh, this is a very, very difficult uh, situation that is really exacerbated by the pandemic, and uh, we have to, uh, you know, make sure that we're using all of the arrows in our quiver to uh, approach this problem in a holistic fashion and using uh, some of the. Um, social determinants of health and the principles there I think are a good step forward and a good way forward for the city of Kamloops.
0: Last thing I wanted to ask you about here Ken but uh, just there was some discussion about development and and I won't get into all of it here but uh, one of the things that uh, Colton Davies our council reporter kind of highlighted to me yesterday was this proposal brought forward by Dennis Walsh to try to protect some space in behind the Sandman Center uh, to keep it as park space. I understand uh, some potential changes to the development um, definitions I guess Would allow for some development to take place there but this is going to be coming up i understand at a public meeting next week if i have my scheduling correct here um you know we saw a lot of controversial people you know concerned about the whole pilot project with commercial space at riverside park Uh, is there any anticipation of what might be coming as this discussion opens up to the public when it comes to you know development in that sort of park space area
1: No, there wasn't. uh, In fact, Councillor Walsh has uh, withdrawn his uh, notice of motion. Uh, I don't think it was an issue. uh, Really, it it stemmed from the uh, work that Tourism Kamloops is doing uh, down at the concession, which uh, I think we're going to hear uh, about how successful that was or wasn't uh, at an upcoming meeting. But, uh, you know, there's no plans for, uh, you know, the parking lot behind the Sandman Centre. It's in the floodplain. And, uh, you know, I think it's serves uh, the parking needs of the Sandman Centre, and that's its highest and best use. Uh, We did, however, yesterday uh, move forward uh, to public hearing uh, some industrial lands uh, up uh, in and around the uh, Coquihalla Highway and and the way scales uh, to expand our industrial land base, and we're very short of industrial land in Canel. So uh, that was good news, and we'll see what uh, we get back from a public hearing on that.
0: Uh, We'll follow up at that time. As always, Ken, thank you so much for your time. I'm always appreciated, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. Yeah, as always, Ken Christian. Appreciate him coming on the program, as he so often does on Wednesdays. joining me following a meeting of Kamloops City Council. Kamloops Mayor Ken Christian.